How to Continue Podcasting When Your Life is Unpredictable. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 294. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel G. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Thank you very much for your patience, encouragement, and support during the past couple months that I've been away from the podcast because my son is now here. That's right. It's a boy. Noodle baby was born at just the right time, just the right height, just the right weight, all of that. Just perfect. He is too dang cute. And if you've ever wanted a reason to look at the show notes before, I'm giving you one right now. Because if you go to the audacity to podcast.com slash unpredictable, I have a picture of my son near the bottom of the show notes there. I'll tell you a little bit more near the end of this episode, but it is his birth that inspired this subject. Many of us don't approach our podcast as a job. It's often a hobby or it's a side thing. Even if you are trying to make money from your podcast, it can often be that side thing that you do in the evenings, early mornings, anything like that. And thus, the things that happen in our life can often affect our podcast. And life can get crazy and unpredictable sometimes. It can be joyous moments like the birth of a child or you're getting married. It can be sad moments like a death or a job loss. It could be trying moments like moving your family from one state to another or a job transition or moving your web host from one company to another. Whatever your situation, I want to share with you 10 tips for you to keep your podcast going despite life's challenges. Those 10 tips are number one, make life your highest priority. Number two, reduce your expectations. Number three, be open with your audience. Number four, discard old plans and make new ones with flexibility. Number five, focus the time you do get. Number six, continuously plan and prepare new content. Number seven, have bare minimum solutions ready. Number eight, seize opportunities to record. Number nine, enlist helpers. And number 10, create a new normal after this season. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes for this episode and see that wonderful photo of my newborn son, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash unpredictable. As an extra resource to this episode, I also have a link to a webinar I did for Podcaster Society. The webinar was called How to Prepare Your Podcast for Breaks, Intentional Breaks, Hiatuses, Accidental Breaks, Emergency Breaks, and other things like that. And that gives a lot of really practical advice for what you can do when you have to take a break from your podcast, even if it's a break that you don't have much control over. So I have a link to that in the notes, and it's exclusive to members of Podcaster Society, along with all of the other great value and content that's inside Podcaster Society, webinars, community, resources, training, exclusive discounts, and much more. So get that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash unpredictable. Now let's dig into this in more detail. Number one, Make life your highest priority. Whatever is making your life unpredictable is probably more important than your podcast. And it's far better to invest yourself in your life and relationships than to invest yourself into your podcast at the expense of your life and relationships. Like the instruction on airlines to put on your oxygen mask before you help others, 
you may not be able to help others through your podcast if you are suffocating your life. So whatever is happening in your life, that is your top priority. If you're struggling in your marriage, please make your marriage your top priority, not your podcast. Don't make it one of those things where it's, oh, well, my wife wouldn't let me podcast, so I left her. I know I'm getting opinionated here, but really, I'm a big fan of marriage. You can tell that through many episodes. And whatever you're struggling with in life, please seek help for that. Make that your highest priority. It's okay if you have to put the podcast on the back burner, set it aside for a little while. Focus on your life because your life is what you have. Your relationships are what will last and what will give you the most fulfilling results, not your podcast. So please make life your highest priority. That's number one. Number two, reduce your expectations. Think about what you're wanting to do or what you're expecting you can do when you're going through this unpredictable season of life. And Now consider, is it truly reasonable to think you can keep your podcast going during that season? You may have had a great schedule for consistency, and I think we all know how important consistency is for podcasting, for any kind of content creation. But when life is crazy, you may have to drop your expectations altogether. Don't expect you can get an episode out just as consistently as you did before. Don't expect that your episodes can be as long or as in-depth or as, as valuable even as they were before. You need to reduce those expectations. Imagine what it would have been like if I expected to continue hosting the Audacity to Podcast and still doing it live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern at theaudacitypodcast.com slash live. And I came to you during one of the episodes and I said, yeah, my wife is in labor right now, but... I know you expect an episode of this podcast, and I expect to do an episode every week, so I am bringing you an episode, even though my son is being born right now. What would you think of me as a human being if I did that kind of thing? It's okay if you have to reduce or completely drop your expectations altogether. That's number two. Number three, be open with your audience. Podcasting is already a more intimate form of media than most other forms we have. And I've done an episode about that before. I have a link to that in the show notes for this episode number 294 at com slash unpredictable. And if you want to jump straight back to that episode, it's number 279. And because podcasting is more intimate than other forms of media, it's okay to be more open with your audience. This doesn't mean You have to be completely transparent and share all the dirty details. But if you open up to let your audience know something's going on, they will usually be amazingly supportive. In my own life, from February 2016 to February 2017, I published 10 fewer episodes than usual, and during that year, I took three breaks, a sabbatical, an emergency break for the death of an extended family member, And I took time off for the birth of my son. And three different breaks. During one of those, I did have content that was pre-recorded and scheduled to go out. But people knew I wasn't available during that time. And during those breaks, never did anyone criticize me for those decisions or say anything negative or harsh about that. You and the rest of my audience were amazingly supportive 
Thank you very much for that. And many people, even before certain hiatuses, many people could tell that I was under extra pressure. And so they were asking me questions. Emily, you're one of them. I distinctly remember. And thank you very much for that support. When you are open with your audience, when you are human with them, they'll be human back to you. What you express is what you attract. So express that humanity and that's what you will attract back to you. That's number three. Be open with your audience. They will be understanding. Number four, discard old plans and make new ones with flexibility. Before your life changed, you may have had a schedule planned out perfectly. You knew you could podcast on a particular schedule and you have your episodes published consistently by a particular time. During this time when your life is unpredictable, throw out all of those old plans because you need to make new plans. And yes, I do think you should make plans, but those plans will be very different from the plans you made before. And whatever plans you make, remember to be flexible. Maybe before you knew you had three hours a week to work on your podcast. Now, looking at your schedule, being reasonable with your expectations and such, maybe you realize you only have maybe at most an hour to work on your podcast every week. So make plans for how will you use that hour to make your podcast the best it can be with where you are in life. That's number four, discard old plans and make new ones with flexibility. Number five, focus the time you do get. In his book, Why We Want You to Be Rich, Robert T. Kiyosaki defines focus, F-O-C-U-S, as follow one course until successful. The core idea is that focus means doing nothing else but that task you mean to do and doing that until you're finished or until you're out of time. Because your time may be so short for the tasks you have during this season of your life when things are unpredictable and things are going crazy go nuts, it's vital that you spend that time entirely focused on those tasks. I know you may be thinking, oh, it's only five minutes that I would have to work on this. And even if it's only a few minutes, isn't that better than no time at all? Think of some delicious food or drink that you really, really like. Wouldn't you rather have even just a taste of that than no taste at all? Or think of the people you love. Wouldn't you rather have even a few minutes with them? than no time at all. So with your podcast too, even a few minutes can be extremely valuable and be a great investment into the success and quality of your podcast if you use those minutes effectively. I have a few links in the show notes to some other episodes from Noodle Mix Network of Beyond the To-Do List and The Productive Woman for some tips that will get you thinking in the right direction of how to focus, how to work with the time that you have so that you can make the most of even a few minutes that you're working on your podcast. This is number five, focus the time you do get. Number six, continuously plan and prepare new content. You may no longer get the hours of preparation that you're used to. So instead, make a regular practice to always be planning and preparing new stuff for your podcast. This is why I recommend tools like Evernote and Workflowy. 
they're available from PCs, from tablets, from mobile devices, so they're very easy to load, to edit your content, and to add stuff as you develop ideas. But you may find that carrying a notebook works better for you, and whatever method you choose, capture every idea and develop it as much as you can, whenever you can, wherever you are. The point is, then, to have developed content ready for you when you have an opportunity to record. You may be working on several ideas at a time. I was doing that during my hiatus, during the birth of our son. I was writing down ideas. I would read certain content or listen to things or think about things, and I would jot down certain ideas. Many times it was while I was helping to bottle feed our baby in 3 a.m. in the morning. Other times it would be I couldn't fall asleep or it's during the day or I am working. It's important to capture those ideas and develop them so that when you sit down to record, you've got your content all there ready. You know in general what you want to say so that you can deliver value in your podcast. That's number six, continuously plan and prepare new content. Number seven, have bare minimum solutions ready. It's common for podcasters to obsess over their gear. I'm sitting in a studio right now that, honestly, after so many years, it's probably a couple thousand or a few thousand dollars worth of equipment in this room. Computer, mixer, microphones, lighting, acoustic panels, furniture, all of this stuff that we acquire over time. And you may not think about their dollar amounts. You may be only thinking about the dollar amounts of your microphone, mixer, that kind of thing. But there are a lot of other things. And also consider the time it takes to set all of this stuff up the perfect way. And even if you have that kind of studio, however you want to define studio, if it's a basement, your car, a closet, anything like that, also have a bare minimum option you can use if you must. In my case, my studio is no longer at my home, which does help greatly for me to remain consistent even when there's a crying baby back at home because I have a completely separate place I can go to to record. I know you may not have that same thing. You might not be able to get away from the noise in your house if one of your children or pets are acting up or if someone else in your family just needs to do something that's loud. You may not be able to escape that in order to record a podcast. But there are situations also where maybe your studio is in one location, but you're somewhere else and you really need to record an episode. You want to get it out. You're inspired. You have great content, whatever it is. That's why I recommend you have a bare minimum option you can use if you must. Now, that bare minimum option could be something like a portable recorder, such as the Zoom H1. And I have links to these different model numbers and items if you're interested in the show notes for episode 294 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash unpredictable. With that Zoom H1 or a similar standalone digital audio recorder, you could record into that, then pop the SD card or connect it to your computer via USB and copy the episode off of that. You could have a USB microphone like the ATR2100 USB, the AT2005 USB, the Samsung Q2U, something like that. Even if it's a USB-only microphone, something that's small, portable, pretty durable, you can take it with you and with your computer, and you can record directly into your computer. Or if you have the right adapter for your smartphone, such as a lightning-to-USB camera adapter for iOS devices, you could record directly into your iPhone using that microphone. So all you have to take with you is your smartphone that you normally have with you, and then an extra microphone. 
and you can still record an episode. You could even use simply your smartphone. Yes, used well, you can still sound good through your smartphone microphone. I've heard many podcasts where for some reason they were away from their studio and they used the microphone on their smartphone. And as long as you use it well, you have good technique, you're not talking directly into it, so you're not getting those plosives, those puffs of air causing big booms in the microphone. You are being still, you're in a good environment, you're close to the microphone, about three to four inches away from it. As long as you have good technique, the quality can still sound great. And in case you're wondering, the earbuds microphone is not as good as the microphone built into your device. So consider holding that device or setting it up on something so you don't have to hold it and then you don't get hand-holding noises. But you can still get great quality from that. And it's okay if you don't sound as pristinely as you usually do. The main things are for your audience to be able to hear you and understand you. So you don't have to apologize or maybe not even have to explain why your quality is different. Just put your great content out there. And as long as they can hear and understand you, and it's very similar quality content to before, then your audience won't mind. They may not even notice. Now, if it's a big difference, like you're recording through a phone call quality where it's very muffled, very low quality, then you might need to explain it. And then it might not be as pleasant for your audience. But if it's a minor difference in quality, it's okay. That's number seven, have bare minimum solutions ready. And if you want the link to these different products that I just mentioned, then go to the show notes for episode 294 at com slash unpredictable. Number eight, seize opportunities to record. If you've been continuously planning and preparing new content, then be ready with that content to record at any moment. New parents know the rarity and unpredictability of silence And sometimes that silence can be, oh, so wonderful. You know, you've been trying to get your kids to sleep for hours, maybe trying to get them to calm down. And you finally get that moment of silence and you know, okay, they're going to be asleep for maybe only half an hour, whatever your situation, whether it's that something else going on, when that opportunity comes up that you can record and you have content ready, jump on that opportunity. You may have no idea when you'll have another opportunity like this. So if you can leverage that opportunity to record an episode when there is silence in your house, jump on it, record that episode. Even if it's something that you're pre-recording, you don't know when you might have an opportunity like that again. Do remember though, number one tip, life comes first before your podcast. So if you and your spouse need some time together to just relax and enjoy the silence, please enjoy that. Invest in your life before you invest in your podcast. And when you can, number eight, seize opportunities to record. Number nine, enlist helpers. When you're open with your audience, and this goes back to tip number three, They may also be eager to help you, and such help could come in writing show notes, editing your episodes, publishing on your site, and much more. Please enlist other people to help you. Take them up on their offers to do things for you, and they'll they'll probably let you know if they're expecting anything in return, or maybe you need to communicate to say, 
I'd love your help, but I'm sorry, I can't pay you right now. And they may say, hey, no problem. I just love to help you. I know you probably have content or you have episodes you've got recorded, but you just haven't gotten them out there. Can I please help you? Because I'll benefit from it too. I'll get an episode to listen to, which I haven't heard an episode in a while, or I just want to help. I want to support you so you can live your life, so you can enjoy your family or whatever you need to do during this time. Your audience could be an extremely valuable resource to you in that regard. And this then may even open up opportunities for future help and be a good practice for you in delegation, in trusting other people or training other people how to do things so that maybe later on you could hire them to do things for you. Or maybe they want to volunteer on a regular basis to do things for you. That's why I recommend this tip, number nine, enlist helpers. And number 10, create a new normal after this season. Your life will probably be forever different after everything settles down. Embrace that difference and redefine normal to you. During this unpredictable season, you may have discovered new hacks that can drastically improve your workflow. Like for me, during this time, I was thinking about my email newsletter and thinking, I really don't want to have to try and sit down and write a new email newsletter on this particular time every week. So what I did is, well, for one thing, I switched email service providers. I'm no longer using MailChimp for most of my lists. I now use ActiveCampaign, and there are many great reasons that for switching depending on your particular needs. But that's all aside. What I'm about to tell you that I did, you can do in either thing, and that is I set up a series of emails. So I sat down and I wrote a bunch of different emails, and I continue to add to that valuable content that will teach you how to improve your podcast or give you podcasting tips. And I wrote this in what we call an autoresponder series or an automation series so that these emails go out automatically to everyone. So if you join my email list today, you'll receive that same first email that other people received maybe weeks ago. So you can get that same value and you don't miss anything. And then you go through a particular flow of the content. This also means I can improve the content as I go. People can respond to the emails and say, hey, by the way, this little thing makes it so much better. Or this is now updated. Or thanks a bunch for this. Or they ask questions and I can refine that for future people who receive those messages. That's a hack I discovered. And I've heard many people, marketers especially, talked about the value of an email autoresponder sequence and certain things like that. But I never really sat down to implement it until I knew my schedule would be completely unpredictable and I wanted to account for that. So I discovered a new hack and I'm holding on to that hack. And it now improves my work schedule after that. You may also discover that there are certain things that you can cut out of your podcast without negatively affecting anything else in your podcast. Maybe you've stopped posting your podcast to another website and you discover that your downloads aren't suffering at all. Or maybe you stop something else. Maybe you cut a certain segment from your podcast and absolutely no one complains. Certain things like that you may discover during the trying time, ways that you can make your podcast better during the new normal time. 
It's kind of like consuming certain foods after a really intense diet. You may discover a new appreciation for those foods, or you may discover a distaste for those things that you used to normally accept. With your podcast as well, you may discover a new appreciation for some things or a distaste for other things. Thus, you may face some difficult decisions about the future of your podcast or other certain projects. You may discover you're not really as passionate about that podcast as you once were now that your life has changed. You may discover that you're even more passionate about it and you just can't wait to get back because you've got all of these great content ideas. Whatever you decide, be open and respectful toward your audience and they'll understand. And they may even really support you with that decision and go along with it. This is number 10, create a new normal after this season. Again, these 10 tips for how to continue podcasting when your life is unpredictable are in the show notes for episode 294 at slash unpredictable. And they're number one, make life your highest priority. Number two, reduce your expectations. Number three, be open with your audience. Number four, discard old plans and make new ones with flexibility. Number five, focus the time you do get. Number six, continuously plan and prepare new content. Number seven, have bare minimum solutions ready. Number eight, seize opportunities to record. Number nine, enlist helpers. And number 10, create a new normal after this season. I'd love to hear from you. How do you continue podcasting when your life is unpredictable? What things have you put in place to help you be as consistent as is reasonable during the crazy, inconsistent periods of life? Please comment on the show notes. And if this episode helped and encouraged you in some way, please share this episode out by going to theaudacitypodcast.com slash unpredictable. During my little hiatus, I did receive a nice collection of new reviews for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes and Stitcher, and I'm very grateful for those, so I'll be doing a little bit of catch-up as I thank each of these people for their reviews. And if you write a review for the Audacity to Podcast, please remember to include your name and your podcast name in the review, just like Tim Lewis from the United Kingdom and host of the Begin Self-Publishing Podcast did. And he said in his review, great show for more advanced podcasters. Daniel gives information that more experienced podcasters need. The internet is awash with people who have run a few podcasts and start a podcasting course. But Daniel really knows his stuff and takes you through without too much waffle to the important points a modern podcaster needs to know. Thank you very much, Tim. His podcast is over at beginselfpublishing.com, and I have a link to that in the show notes. And I do highly recommend you check out his site because he's got two great things going on his site that when I saw them, for one thing, my eye immediately went to these two things. And then when I looked at them, I realized these are great examples of this. Those two things are he has a great getting started page, which really introduces people to his podcast, to his goals, and explaining a little bit what the podcast is and linking to some really valuable resources that he has put out. And then the other thing is he has a what is a podcast page. So look at Tim's site over at beginselfpublishing.com. And if you're American, then here's one other reason you may love to check out Tim's podcast, because he has a wonderful British accent. Here's a little excerpt of the Begin Self-Publishing podcast. Begin Self-Publishing, episode number 86. 
Organic Facebook Growth with Holly Homer. Interested in self-publishing but don't know where to start? Want to get your book onto Amazon? Want to hold your paperback book in your hands? Learn how on the Begin Self-Publishing Podcast with your host, Tim Lewis. So he has a great podcast over there at beginselfpublishing.com. Thank you very much, Tim, for that kind review in iTunes. Now, remember, reviews in iTunes don't affect your ranking in iTunes, but they are really encouraging. They help other people decide to listen to the podcast. And here with the Audacity to Podcast, it gives me this great opportunity to give you a shout out. So if you haven't written a review for the podcast yet, then go over to the audacitytopodcast.com and links to iTunes and Stitcher are over there. And if you want your international podcast reviews emailed to you automatically, then go over to mypodcastreviews.com. Before I end this podcast, I do want to give you a little more details on my wonderful personal news that is the birth of Noodle Baby. My wife, Jenny, and I are thrilled to have finally met our son. And we're really thankful for all the encouragement and support from our friends, our family, and from you and other fans of our podcast. We've received fun things in the mail. We've gotten all kinds of nice tweets. When I posted about it, oh boy, all the comments and encouragement and praise. And the little guy, my wife and I say this frequently to each other, he is just too dang cute. There, are, I never thought it would be like this. But there are moments where I just feel like all I could do is sit there and admire the miracle that I can hold in my hands and just admire how cute he is and recognize, wow, this is my son I've given birth to another human being. Wow, the miracle of life is so amazing. And just to realize like everything I do in my business, it's for my family, for us to be together. And I, that's the way it's been since I started my business, when, it was, when my family was just my wife and I. But there is something different that holding a newborn in my arms really changes. I think it's because recognizing this newborn can't survive without me. He needs me. He totally needs me. Now, I need my wife, but I can, realistically, I can survive. She can survive without me. It's not like we'll starve to death without each other, but we do need each other on an emotional level, spiritual level, physical level, all of that. But here is this wonderful baby boy, and he totally needs us. He totally depends on us. And it is that radical perspective shift. And it's so amazing to see him, to see us in him. And we've been talking about certain features too. And you can look at the photo in the show notes at the audacity to podcast.com slash unpredictable. And you can try and tell me, does he have my nose or my wife's nose? Whose upper lip does he have? We've been talking about different things like that. And whose toes does he have? Is, is his ring finger longer than his index finger or shorter? Because my wife are different on that. Does he have detached earlobes attached? Whose ears, nose, eyes, mouth, you know, all of that fun stuff. You're welcome to comment on whose features you think he has. But I think it's undisputable. This kid is just too dang cute. Now, I don't normally ask for handouts, 
But if you know of any podcasting-themed baby things, like microphone-looking things, headphone-looking things, anything like that, you know they'll be perfect gifts for a noodle baby. And my address is in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash unpredictable if you want to send any of those kinds of things. I remember at Podcast Movement uh, 2014, I believe it was, someone was handing out cards where you could get a baby podcaster on board sticker for your car. I definitely want to try and find that, track that down and get something like that. Anything else like that, I'm not really asking for handouts, but again, I guess I am. If you want to send anything for our baby, and if it's like a shirt that has a microphone on it or anything fun and cute like that, you know I'll take photos and I'll post those photos online. I'll mention you with those photos. So make sure if you send anything, make sure I know it's coming from you and I know your Twitter address or your website address or your podcast, anything like that. But I've got that information. If you want to send anything, the mailing address is in the show notes at the audacity to podcast.com slash unpredictable. And I think you'll agree he is just too dang cute. I'm just staring at his photo that I have in the show notes too. I just, I can't scroll away from the photo. He's too cute. That's at the audacity to podcast.com slash unpredictable. There are plenty of funny stories to tell about his birth and we'll be bringing back our clean comedy podcast probably fairly soon for at least one episode to share some of the funny stories around the birth and everything. And thank you also in advance for respecting our privacy and security. We won't be sharing the name or certain other birth details online just because we want to be forward thinking in the privacy and security of our family. So if you wonder why do I keep calling him Noodle Baby, that's why. It's for protecting our family. And I think you would probably want to do similar things if you're very public with your podcast too. And I've done a whole episode before about protecting yourself online. Definitely listen to that if you haven't already. One announcement before I go is to help celebrate the upcoming 300th episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I want your contributions for this. This is going to be... A strange kind of thing, but I want you to go back and listen to the first episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I did recently, and ugh, it was it was painful. I thought, man, who is this guy? Who does he think he is? That the arrogance that flowed out of that guy, as well as how easy it seemed to distract him, and how unprepared he was with the content he was sharing. Wow. If you've been listening since episode one, good job. Thank you for staying with me for all this time. But what I want you to do is go back to the first episode of the Audacity to Podcast. That's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash one. Yeah, the number one. Listen to that episode and then send me feedback and critiques as if you want to help that podcaster improve. And you can be critical. It's okay. I am not that podcaster anymore. Just like I'm sure you would agree, if you go back and listen to your first episode, you are not that podcaster anymore. Even if that first episode is only a few weeks ago, that's not you anymore. You've gotten better. You've improved. I believe I've improved. So critique that first episode of the Audacity to Podcast, and this will be fun. I'll be sharing the critiques and how I would critique and help that podcaster improve. And there may be certain things where I just say, dude, you got to change this or you're horrible here with this. Because I'm not that podcaster anymore. That podcaster doesn't exist. Let's do this. 
Have some fun with it. That's for my upcoming 300th episode of the Audacity to Podcast. So I have the link to that and everything else I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash unpredictable. You can see the photo of my son. You can get the links to all these products and resources that I mentioned. You can check out the webinar from Podcaster Society about how to prepare your podcast for breaks. You can see the link to the podcast review I received from the Begin Self-Publishing Podcast and check out his website. And you can get that link to my first episode of the Audacity to Podcast. So you can send your feedback and criticism for my upcoming 300th episode. And I'd love for you to be part of that. That's all at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash unpredictable. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com and the Daniel J. Lewis on pretty much all social networks. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.